Hey guys, thanks for joining us today. One of the things that energizes our teams the most is being able to hear stories of lives that are impacted by this ministry. We would love for you to share your story with us by emailing it to stories at newcommunity.co or maybe your next step to getting connected to what God is doing in this ministry is partnering with us financially. You can do that online at www.newcommunity.co or through the PushPay app and find the giving option that works best for you. Thanks so much for tuning in and enjoy today's message. NCC, how are you guys doing this morning? Good? It's good to see each of you here this morning. It's Celebration Sunday, and if you're our guest, if this is your first time here at NCC, or if you're watching online for the first time, we want to welcome you. My name is Aaron, and I am the lead pastor here at New Community Church, and we're so glad that you're with us, joining with us. Um, This is a great day to be here because we're talking about the vision that God has given us together as a church. And if you snuck in a little bit late this morning, we kicked off the service by celebrating um, how Scripture is shaping our life. And we heard Ruth's story of how God is helping her to continue to engage and how she's growing through this campaign. And God is using um, His Word to shape her life. And then we even celebrated how my growth is my responsibility with people taking their next steps in water baptism and individuals meeting together and challenging each other to grow. And and that's part of the heart that we have here at New Community Church is to see that taking place, to see how God has made us for more and what it is that God is doing in our life. And these declarations that we're celebrating this morning, we've been doing this since September. And so since September, we've been meeting together, you know, here as the church and declaring, you know, over and over again how we're allowing God's word to shape us and to challenge us. We started in the book of Genesis um, back in September, and we just finished up the Gospels, and we're continuing to move through the Bible. And every week we're asking, God, how do you want to use your word to shape my life? God, this week, what do you want to do? What what do you want to say to me from your word that's going to form me into a different way, that's going to allow me to serve others and minister to others? We've said, hey, we want to be a church where we're owning our spiritual growth, where we know those next steps, and we're taking those, and we're challenging other people to do the same because we want to step into more. We want to step into the more that God has for us. And that's all a part of this, this Made for More campaign. It's why those declarations are in the lobby as you make your way in. It's why they're hanging um, on these signs, these questions, because they're there to challenge us the more that God has for us and how we're engaging in those. And we've said all the way back from September, this isn't just one person's vision. So this isn't just what Pastor Aaron decided to do. This is what God is calling each and every one of us to do. And so I'm going to ask our team of ushers if they could help us out right now. And they're going to start handing these out. 
And if you'll take this, you're going to see um, a picture there or part of a picture um, on this little piece. And you can take one and pass it down. And I'm going to ask you to hold on to it. Because as we look at Made for More, as we look at what God is calling us into, as I said, it's not just one person. But it's each and every one of us owning a piece of that and saying, God, I'm going to do my part. God, I'm going to do what you're calling me to do to engage with others and to reach out to others. And, and there's so many pieces that come together to accomplish the vision that God is speaking to us, that God is challenging us with, and each of us have a part of that. And so just take that. You can hold it in, in your hands for a few moments, and then we're going to respond using those um, towards the end of service together today. And so we've made these declarations. As I said, Scripture is going to shape my life. My growth is my responsibility. We've said together as a church, I'm going to change the world, and it starts here. We've said that over and over again. And as a church, what we, what we want is we don't want to just serve together just a few days of the year. You know, in large events, and we've done that the past number of years, and we love those opportunities. But we as a church, we want to open up our lives every single day to what God wants to do through us. And so each of us, we've been praying this, God, help us to change the world. God, let it start right here, right where I'm at with my family, with my coworkers, with friends, with neighbors. God, right where you've placed me, take what's inside of me and use it to bring change and transformation to other people around me. And we have heard story after story of how this is happening. And ever since September, almost every week or, you know, a, a number of times a month, we get these stories and celebrating how God is using you. And there are a number of you this year that you've started serving in nonprofits in Mesquite and around Dallas. We have a number of people that go um, a couple of times a month and they serve at our calling, a homeless ministry in downtown Dallas and meeting the needs and resourcing individuals that are homeless and just letting them know, hey, there's a church that cares for them and there's people that love them and God has a plan for their life. There are those of you that you've started serving right here in Mesquite at Mesquite Social Services and at Sharing Life. There's some people that through this campaign have said, hey, we want to go start serving at the children's hospital. And so a couple of times a month, they go and they sit in the room with kids that are fighting illness, kids that are sick, that have some disease. And in the midst of a difficult situation, they bring laughter and joy to these children's lives that are going through a hard time. And that's part of living this out, that we're going to change the world and that it starts right here, that God, we want you to use us in whatever way that you can, that our lives are open to you, God. And so wherever you send us, God, we want to be available to minister to others and to bring change to the world around us. This is what we've declared as a church, that God, we want you to do that in and through our lives. And although it starts right here, church, we're saying, God, right where we're at, we want you to use us. We want you to do something through us. It doesn't end right here. But we're praying that God would use our church to make an impact around the world. And that's why every month we support missionary partners that are in um, El Salvador, that are in Southeast Asia, that are in Africa, different parts of the world. We want to invest. And so God is using us as a church to do that. One of our partners is One Hope. And so one of the ways that we're changing the world is as we give to One Hope. And they're taking videos that are about Christ, that are about um, starting a relationship with God. They're taking printed materials to kids and students that have never heard the name of Jesus. And I want you to watch this quick video about what our financial investment is doing. I showed this movie to my youngest son, and he liked it a lot. 
this one. I like the part when Jasmine and Sunny left without telling their parents. And when they heard about Jesus, they realized their mistakes and returned home. After he watched it, he brought friends and ended up showing the movie to 50 people. Before I showed the movie, there was no children's church. I used to tell my friends, come to church, but they never wanted to come. Then one day, my father brought a Godman movie home and I showed it to my friends. After showing it, I shared the good news and our children's church started. My name is Rayo. My parents worship the Hindu religion. After watching the movie, I learned that all of us were made by Jesus. That he created the whole world, that he loves all of us. I've used many different materials to spread the word of God and have found this one to be much more effective since it has the movie and a book related to the movie. Now church, I want you to understand this, what's happening. Yes, that's, it's amazing because God is taking people in Mesquite, okay, Mesquite, Texas, in this surrounding area, and he's using us to bring the message of Christ to kids of a different religion, of the Hindu, the Muslim faith, that have never heard the name of Jesus. And now because you're saying on a Sunday morning, hey, I'm willing to give, I'm willing to invest, I'm going to be generous, God, with what you've given me, that there are kids across the world that are hearing the name of Jesus for the first time. And there are churches that didn't have a kid's ministry, that it's starting because now they have access to resources where they can present the gospel in a new, in a creative way. And once again, it's because we're being generous as a church. It's because we've declared that, God, we want to change the world. And although it starts right here, we don't want it to stop here, God. We want it to go around the world and impact people who don't know who you are, but are going to hear about the name of Jesus and come to know them. And it's making an eternal difference. It's leaving a legacy for another generation because these kids are going to grow up in now a Christian environment and they're going to be sharing the gospel with other people around them. And so what we're doing is making a difference around the world. And God's word talks about this. It challenges us with this idea. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn to Matthew chapter 25. And we're going to start reading in verse 31. If you don't have a Bible, there's a Bible in the seat in front of you. And we've provided one there, and it's on page 485 of that Bible. You can take that out and turn to page 485 and follow along with this. And Jesus is challenging his followers, this group of people that he's talking with, with this idea of serving and being generous and meeting the needs of others. And this is what he says in Matthew chapter 25, verse 31. It says, when the Son of Man comes in his glory, this is Jesus talking, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. And before him he will gather all the nations, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And then he will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. And then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundations of the world. For I was hungry, 
and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. And then the righteous will answer and say, Lord, when? When did we see you hungry and feed you and thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you as a stranger and welcome you in or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer him, truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. What is Jesus saying? What is he challenging the church? What's he challenging us with this idea this morning? He's saying, hey, whenever judgment comes at the end of time, I'm going to separate everyone, all of the nations, every individual into two groups. And I'm going to put some of them on my right and some of them on my left. You guys are going to wish you sat over here in just one moment, okay? And he said, I'm going to look at the people on my right-hand side, and I'm going to say, hey, whenever I was in need, whatever that need was, I didn't have a place to stay. I was naked. I was hungry. I was thirsty. And you provided for me. And we're going to look at him and we're going to say, wait, Jesus, I would remember your face. Like, I would remember if I did that to God, like, I would know that. And he's saying, no, whenever you did it to the least of these, whenever you did it to someone else, that was actually, you were doing that for me. And then he's going to keep, if you keep on reading this, he's going to look at those on his left. And he has a similar conversation, but it ends very differently. And he says, you know what? You didn't meet the needs of my life. And you left me out on the street. And you saw that I was hungry, and you didn't provide any food, and you saw that I needed clothes, and you left me naked. You did all of this, and we're going to look at him, and we're going to say, wait, Jesus, we would have done that for you if we would have seen you. Jesus, there's no way we would have neglected you. And he's going to say, hey, when you neglected the least of these, the poor, the hurting, the broken in the world around you, you actually did that to me. You left me out on the streets is what you did. And he's saying, hey, I'm going to divide the righteous from the wicked based off of how generous they were and the generosity that they displayed in their life, how they reflected my love and my compassion and my heart to the world around them. See, this isn't just a nice little thing that we say, I'm going to change the world, and it starts here. This is a command from the Word of God that we would live out the compassion and the love of Christ to everyone around us, that we would demonstrate God's goodness and God's generosity to people that are hurting and people that are in need around us. This is the challenge that we have as a church, not just one time a year, not just when the church does a special event, every day that our eyes and our hearts are open and we're saying, God, use us. We want more, God. We want more in our lives that you would use us in more ways to reach out, to be generous, to impact those around us, God, in whatever way you see fit, God, we're open. We're open to the moving of your spirit. See, this is what we're being challenged to do as the church. This is part of the vision that God is calling us into. And if you're here this morning and you say, man, I love all that our church does. It's right there in the name, New Community Church. We're invested in the community, but you're not going. And you're not reaching out. You're missing out on the vision that God is calling us to. If you're not giving and you're not investing in the life of others, you're missing out on what God is doing inside of our church. See, we all have that challenge from the Lord to meet the needs of those around us, whether it's physical needs, whether it's spiritual needs, that we're ministering to those that God has placed in our life and around the world. The next declaration that we've said is we can't stay here as a church. 
We've declared that we are going to give, serve, and support the vision that God has called us to here at NCC, that we are not going to be a church that's comfortable with just kind of sitting back, with coming in every week and receiving and constantly feeding, and we're taking in and we're taking in, and yet we're never giving back to those around us. We're never serving our church and ministering to others. We've said we're not going to be that kind of church. We're going to be a church that serves and gives and supports that vision. And there are amazing people. There are so many of you in this room that you do that every single week. You invest in others by by serving and how you demonstrate the love of Christ to others simply by what you do. And I want to celebrate a couple here this morning that does that. And would you put your hands together for Hector and Anna this morning? If you guys would come to the stage. You guys can come right up over here on the stairs. If you guys have not met them yet, Hector and Anna are an amazing couple and they serve every week and you may not get to see the way that they serve because they're usually back here in the kitchen area and they're making sure they're getting here early and making sure everything's ready for the coffee and the donuts so that it's a welcoming place for people to come in. And I just want to tell you guys how much we love and appreciate you. And you didn't wait a long time? Yes. I want to say you guys were just here a little bit and you jumped right in and said, hey, we want to be a part of this church. We want to be a part of what's, um, what God is doing here. And I know you don't often hear this or you don't get to see this, but people that come here and how much they say, you know what, this is a friendly place. It's such a welcoming place. As soon as I walked in the doors, I knew that there were people here that loved me and this was a place I could belong. And it's because of what you do. And I know no one sees that, or a lot of people, they don't get to see that, but just your heart and saying, hey, we want to help people connect with God by making this a great place to be. And so I want to tell you, we love you both so much, and we are so thankful for you here at NCC. Hector, we appreciate you so much. And we have some of your favorite things here. Hannah has them. This is just our gift to you. Once again, how much we love and appreciate you guys. You are amazing. Can we give them a hand? Thank you so much. You guys can head back to your seats this morning. And Hector and Anna, they live that out, that we are going to be a church that says, hey, we can't stay here. We're going to serve and we're going to use what God has placed in our life. We're going to use what we have to, to serve others and to help other people connect with God and connect here at this church. And this is what God is challenging us to do. We can't see more families come. We can't see more people come and connect with God if we don't have more people willing to serve. If we don't have more greeters out there that are willing to welcome people in, more, ki- um, more leaders in our kids' classrooms that are willing to get down on the ground and teach our kids about Jesus and pray with them and sing the songs with them and, and love them, more individuals that are here on a Wednesday night with our students. What Pastor Caleb was sharing about and investing in the life of high school and middle school students. See, we need more. More of us need to engage and say, God, we're going to be a part of this. We can't stay here, Lord. But we're going to use what you've done in our life to help move the church forward and to help serve others and to really make an impact. In church, there, there are times right now in our church we need more of you serving where leaders are coming, where some of our pastors and they're saying, hey, we're having trouble filling some of those kids' classrooms, filling some of those areas. But I dream of the day where we don't just say this declaration, but where we live it out. And where we as a church, we have a problem of finding more and more ways to fill in team members and and where people are serving. We're having to create new ministries because there are so many of us willing to say, God, we're going to use our talents. We're going to use our skills. We're going to use our gifts to minister to others 
and to help move the vision of NCC forward. See, that's what God is challenging us with, and that's what he's speaking in. Once again, he talks about this in his word. If you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 16. If you still have them open, you can turn to page 480 in that Bible in the seat there in front of you. And once again, Jesus, he's talking with his disciples, and this is what he says in Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. When Jesus entered into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? He's talking about himself. And the disciples responded, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, others Jeremiah, or one of the great prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. What is Jesus saying here? You know, as people have studied this, many have believed throughout time that Jesus maybe was talking with Peter, right? That Peter was the foundation of the church and God was going to build his church on Peter, but Peter was just a man. If you keep on reading a few verses later, he sticks his foot in his mouth and he makes a statement and Jesus has to look at him and say, um, Peter, you're speaking on behalf of Satan. Satan, get behind me. You don't have the things of God in mind. So what is Jesus talking about? He's saying that statement that you made when he looked at Jesus and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, man, there's something there. And whenever a group of individuals, whenever a group of believers, people that are following after me, whenever they get together, whenever the church of Christ comes together and they understand this, they understand my plan of redemption, they understand my plan of salvation, they understand what I'm wanting to do in the world, not the gates of hell, There's no evil in the world. There's no darkness that can prevail against my church when it understands the mission and the calling that I have for it to move the kingdom of God forward, to move into some of the most difficult places and to share the light and the hope of Jesus with people that are hurting. See, that's what God is talking about here. He's challenging in this passage that we as the church, that we would understand who he is and we would begin to share that in some of the darkest places. In the time of Jesus, that's what Caesarea Philippi was. There was this temple right there that was to these other gods and they believed that it was literally the gates of hell. And Jesus is standing there saying, that's not gonna stop the church. That's not gonna stop my kingdom from being built. That's not going to stop people from moving forward what I want to do. In church, we have that same calling that in Mesquite, in the brokenness in our world, in all of the the attacks that we see going on, that none of those things can stop the church of Jesus Christ when we understand what he's calling us to and what he's challenging us with and that he's asking us to move his kingdom forward. See, we need to be a church that realizes we can't stay here. We can't be comfortable with just coming in and once again receiving every week and never giving back into the vision that God has called us to. But we need to go out and we need to allow God to use us to minister. We need to to spread his love with other people even inside the church to serve, to give, and to support the vision that he has called us to. See, these are the declarations. This is what it looks like to step into more to step into the vision that God is speaking to us, that we are going to be that church that allows Scripture to shape our life, 
that we're not forming our life off of our own opinions or our own wants or desires, but off of the word of God. That we are going to be a church that owns our spiritual growth, that we're saying that my growth is my responsibility, God, and I'm going to take hold of that and I'm going to move forward in my relationship with you. That we are going to be a church that looks at the world around us and says, we're going to bring the hope of Jesus to people. We're going to bring change to the world that so desperately needs it. And that we're going to be a church that says we can't stay here. And so over the past five weeks, we've been praying together. We've been talking about this as a church that God is calling us to continue to step forward into this vision of expanding our influence, of equipping the next generation, of adding on to this facility and deepening a lot of our missions partners and our local community partners right here in Mesquite and in the surrounding area. And so a few weeks ago, we took some time in the service and, and we made some commitments as a church that we were going to faithfully give. And on that, over the past few weeks, we have seen 91 families commit to give with over $310,000 pledged. And so that is amazing to see what God is going to do in our church over the next three years. And church, I want you to hear this. It's more than a dollar amount, okay? It's more than just a number up there on the screen. But as we're giving, we're saying, God, we are all in with the vision that you're calling us to. God, we're committing to that. We're not just going to sit in this church and receive, God, but we want to be a part of what you're asking us to do, to invest in the next generation, God, and to step forward in this vision that you're calling us to. And so this morning, we're going to respond in a few ways. And we've asked you guys to come ready this morning, and we're prepared as a church to bring our first gift offering in Made for More for the Made for More vision. And so in a moment, you're going to have an opportunity when I ask you to get out of your seats to come forward, and we're going to have some kids and some students here, and you're going to have the opportunity to give, just to take that offering that you've brought to drop it in there. I know some of you, you've already given online this past week. You came ready, and so you gave in that way um, to be prepared to do that. And so if you have your offering this morning, in a moment, you can bring that up and drop it in one of the buckets up here. And there may be those of you that are here this morning that you're hearing this vision, and you're saying, hey, I want to be a part of that. I want to invest in what God is doing and what God is calling our church to. And if that's you, if you're here and you're saying, hey, I haven't committed yet, but I want to, I want it to be added to that total. Um, Alita's going to be in the back at the information center. And so before you head forward this morning, I'm going to ask you to hop back there. You can grab one of the commitment cards, get one of those, and you can drop it in the bucket. And we'll add it to the total of what God is going to give through us over the next few years. And then we started the service this morning by saying this, is that each of us are a part of this vision that not, no one person can do this by themselves. It's not up to just one individual, but all of us are a part of this. And there's a picture that God is painting, that God wants to paint through our church over the next few years as we add on to this facility, as we see more kids and students reach, as we reach out to more families and we invest, God's, and we invest in God's kingdom around the world. We're all a part of this. And so once again, in a moment, I'm gonna ask you to get up out of your seats and to come forward. And each of you, you have a number, you have a piece of this that's on the back. And I'm going to ask you to just take that, to find your number up here, and to just press that in there. Your piece saying, God, I'm adding it to the vision of what you're calling our church to. God, I'm a part of this. I'm a part of what you're asking us to do. And if you're here this morning, you're a part of that vision of what God is speaking to us to continue to equip the next generation, to build his kingdom, and to see people reach 
for the glory of God. And so we're going to do this this morning. We're going to step out in faith into what God is calling us to. And so I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet this morning. If you would all do that for me, please. You're going to begin to step out. Just come forward. If you have that gift, you can drop it in the buckets. I want you to come forward right now. Begin to place your numbers on here. You can do that. And then if you'll just stay around this, once you place that number, you can move to the sides. But we're going to stay right up here around the stage. And we want to pray this morning for the vision that God is giving us. So come. You can place your number on this. You can begin to sing with the worship team as we sing out and we declare God's vision over our church.
Hey, we have a few more that we're adding up here, but just as we finish up, would you just reach out your hands this morning? If you're up here, you can continue to, to put those up there. But we just want to pray over what God is calling us to, the vision that he's directing us towards as a church. Let's lift up our voices and pray together. God, thank you for what you're doing here at NCC, Lord. God, thank you that it's more than just one individual, Lord, but you're calling us together as a church, Lord, to step forward, God, to experience more, Lord. And we believe that this morning, God, that over the next few years, God, we're going to see more, God, more people impacted for your kingdom, God, more students and kids, Lord, reach and experiencing the love of Christ, God, more, Lord, given towards missions, Lord, around the world and individuals impacted, God. We're praying for this and we're believing this, God. Help us as we step out in faith, God, to live out your vision, God, to live out your calling, Lord, and to see families and lives changed and impacted, God, right here and in the surrounding area, God. We pray this together in your name. Amen. Amen, church.